This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way. And if you like that little bopper that starts off our show, it's by uh, our good friend's long friend, Time Friend. They got a new album out today, or yesterday. How about that? The uh, album called If Me Dies, Me Dies. So a nice reference to Rocky IV right there. As uh, I think Elliot's mic is not on. There it is. The mic Boom. said it was Elliot, on. I saw you talking yeah. like in the other, we're in, for those that don't know, separate studios, but I could see Elliot. Well, and I saw the voice me. going. I saw the, yes. I know it was not on you. I saw the voice going and I'm like, I'm not hearing you. So well, it'd be a real shame. I do wonder if maybe you tried to kill my mic knowing that this show today is weeks in the making <laughs> and you know, I'm just about to trounce you in this debate. So maybe oh, that's buddy. why you didn't want my mic on. But no, I have yeah. literally never felt more confident in a debate heading into a show. And I'm guessing. The vast majority of people will be on my side. Well, that yeah. just means the vast majority of the people will be wrong, sadly. But yeah, Long Friend, Time Friend, new album. Definitely very excited. The Go Birds theme intro, like I've said before, if you go from like the Ray and Glenn intro to this, there's not a better intro to intro back what to back. Here. It's what, it's we, what do we do here. what we do here. So go check the album out. But look, look let, let's just get right into it. Yeah. Let's, let's not. I mean, you came in hot anymore. here once your mic actually started working. You came in pretty hot there. Here's the reality people need to hear. The Eagles have a very good chance of winning the oh NFC East God. next year. And they have, without question, the brightest future <laughs> in the division. Their, their future is better than the Cowboys, it's better than the Giants, and it's better than Washington's. And hear me out on this, okay? Remove emotion for a second. I understand people are upset at the team right now, and rightfully so. Last year was brutal. Watching them on Sundays was some of the least enjoyable football experiences of my lifetime. 
I get it. It's frustrating for me, too, that they didn't draft, draft Justin Jefferson. Like, those are all real things. But remove emotion for, for a second and ask yourself, who's the best-run franchise in the division? Not the Eagles! Really? It's the Eagles. The Eagles are, like, the, one of the two biggest messes in the sport right now, along with the Houston Texans. They're, like, right. fighting each other for who's the See, most dysfunctional franchise. See, but that's your emotion franchise. looking into this. So, l- 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 let's, let's <laughs> talk ahead, about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, lay it out for let me. Let me lay my case. Let, let the Let, let the uh, prosecution speak, Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. if you want to get on the line and start preparing to tear this case down. Go ahead, sir. When you talk about the future of a football team, there's three things that you have to feel confident in that really matter when you're talking about, like, a prolonged future. The owner, the general manager, the quarterback, and the head coach. So, so there's four. Thing. There's four. I, I forgot. <laughs> you said three, Sorry. and I was like, I think he's missing I one. I wanted to ignore Nick Sirianni for a second. Let's just <laughs> – let, let's talk about just those things, all right? Jeffrey Lurie, would you agree Jeffrey Lurie is the best owner in the division? Um, I mean, historically – Yes, right now I can't say so that. So the answer is yes. No, so you would no, take, so you would no, take Jerry Jones over Jeffrey Lurie. I think Jeffrey Lurie is a lot more Jerry Jones than than he used to be. Like but, I'd probably take John Mara right now. Actually, if you're going to ask me who's the best owner in the division, I'll say John Mara. Well, I'm happy you brought that up because did you know John Mara's teams have won 37 percent of their games while Jeffrey Lurie's have won 55 percent? John Mara's teams have lost let me one, look this one up. more Super Bowl though, right? He's John Mara's one more teams Super Bowl, in the last right? seven years have had double digit losing seasons six times. Jeffrey Lurie's teams have had a double digit losing season five times in 27 years. So Jeffrey Lurie knows what he's doing when it comes to running a franchise. The Eagles have knew not, what he was doing when they, it comes on, to running a the franchise. The Eagles have not had back-to-back double-digit losing seasons since the 90s. Well, and it's the only change. time it's ever happened, right? So I think there's a long pro there is a prolonged track record there of Jeffrey Lurie knowing how to run a football team. Now let's talk about Howie Roseman, everybody's favorite general manager right now. Howie Roseman has the best resume of any general manager in the division. He has the highest winning percentage. He's won the Super Bowl the most recently. He's won playoff games the most recently, right? And when you look at it, over Howie's career, he's won 56% of his games. Dave Gettleman with the Giants, 52%. And that's not with the Giants. That's like David Gettleman's whole time, including Carolina. Uh, Washington has a new general manager, so, you know, take that for what it is. But my point is this. The backbone of the Eagles franchise is the strongest in the division. It, do they have a lot of talent on their roster right now? Probably not, right? But when you look at the other teams in the division, I believe in the Eagles' foundation more. I also think they have the best quarterback situation in the division. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts in the number six pick or Daniel Jones? I don't like Daniel Jones. Okay, so I, like take, okay. I, would, I would take Jalen Hurts over everyone but Dak. Dak costs more money. I get that. So that the Dak debate is interesting because I think Dak is a better Dak's quarterback. Better. He's There's better. no argument. Yeah, but right you, now, for sure. Would you rather pay Dak? I, I you know? said I'd rather have Hurts on a cheaper contract. Okay, so the, you're agreeing then the Eagles have the best quarterback situation. If we're talking in terms of – well, so here's the thing. Do you well, count so, wait, the Carson – Do you agree or not? Real, real quick, do we count the Carson Wentz cap hit this year because that's part of the quarterback situation? No, we're not so, counting that. Oh, okay, cool. No not big part deal. of the situation. But it is. It's, you're paying th- – $34 million plus Jalen Hurts for the quarterback position. So let's be okay, real. Right, let's, let's be honest. Let's include, okay, fine. We'll include Carson. If I, so I'd if, rather have Dak than the if same I said price. To you, for, for, over the for, next five years, who would you rather have? Jalen Hurts in the number six pick, so you have an option there, or Dak Prescott at a big contract. You need to pick one pick? of the two. It's either Jalen Hurts well, or it's the number six pick. Well, that's the beauty of their situation. You, can't, you have <laughs> options. That's the beauty of it, right? So ultimately, when I look at the Eagles and the NFCs, I see the Eagles having the best owner, the best general manager, 
the best quarterback situation. And head coach, look. Definitely not the best head coach situation. Definitely not the best head coach situation. At least that. There, there is you some unknown. Ron Rivera over that guy all yeah. day, every day, and twice on yeah, Sunday. absolutely. But I, look, there is a little bit of unknown, right, if I'm presenting my case. I mean, who knows? But, yes, I would agree Nick Sirianni is the weak point of my argument. But when you look at the history of the NFC East, no team has won it in back-to-back years in, I believe, 14 years. So the chances are Which Washington's- is coincidental and meaningless. It is not a way to predict the next season. I think it matters. So <laughs> oh, God. The chances are Washington won't win it next year. <laughs> Stop. Right? Just, just, well, that's what the chances are. But that's, that's not a real thing. How is it that not is, a real it's thing? It's a coincidental thing that has happened. You think that for the rest of time, this is uh, the same team's never going to win twice in a row? Do you think that's going to go on forever? I think eventually it'll change. Yeah. Right. Of course, because it's coincidental. Right. So but it we don't know when any, that's going to be. Probably this year. It would could happen you, any year is Would the you point. bet on Washington to win it next I year? I think Washington is the, either Washington or Dallas. I would bet on Washington or Dallas to win the division. Yes. Okay. 100%. I, I think the Eagles are the best bet when it comes to. <sighs> First of all, the odds on Parks Casino, but that's for the that's, that's for the last pod. Discussion. We're not talking odds. I just think people need to remove the emotion, calm down for a second, and realize that the Eagles are the best run franchise in the division. <laughs> I all right, can I t- let me go here? Yeah, because what I think is, I think you are stuck in the past, my friend. You are not looking at the situation as it is now. Do you feel? And I I know that you can't like take the history out of it, but the last year of Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman have been far worse than anything else okay, in the so NFC. You're talking about history now, but go ahead. No, I'm saying the recent history. Right. I'm talking about what right now. Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman today, what we have on them in terms of what they've done to set this franchise up for the future over the last year, even over the last three years, whatever you want to say, has been disastrous. They're the worst team in the division. They were the worst team this year in the worst division in the history of mm-hmm. football. Like it was bad. How, so you why all of a sudden you feel great when there is zero young talent on the roster? I mean, we hope Jalen Hurts is good. We don't know. Outside of that, they have as, as little young, cheap talent, especially blue chip talent, as any team in the NFL right now. They have a bottom five roster. They have a GM who has shown that he is a disastrous drafter, which is right now the only thing that can build this franchise back up is by hitting on draft picks. Young, It's a huge part of it. It's it's everything. It is the most important thing this franchise has to do over the next two years is hit on their draft picks. That is number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Like, that's everything, man. And they have not done that with this regime and, uh, like, this situation they're in, the, how can you just completely so ignore not, I, Hold up, okay, hold up. Ahead, how can ahead, you completely ahead. ignore the dysfunction that we have seen? The last two months, what we've watched, this franchise just burning to the ground, having to trade Carson Wentz again, d- uh, away, destroying that whole relationship, taking this cap it, being in cap hell, and, again, having a roster with no talent on it. Like, mm-hmm. how can you look at that and, A, say you're optimistic about the future, and, B, say you believe in the two guys in charge? Because even though I believe and agree with most of what you said, you still would not take any owner-general manager combo in the division over the Eagles. But I take every single roster. Okay. All three of but the other rosters, rosters. But rosters change. Like, you're, you're so focused on the roster right now. If you look at the roster when how Are we took, not talking about how good they're well, going to be this year and how good they're going to be moving yes. forward? So the roster matters, right? When you Especially look at with the, the guy roster, who hasn't drafted well. The roster matters. But I'm saying when you talk about it, a long-term success, or we could talk about more just 2020, but when you look at the roster that Howie took over in 2016, it was very different from the roster that they opened week one with. By 2017, so the, ne- the following season, it was completely different. But there they were, 
had so much more talent on that roster. The 2016 team had Malcolm Jenkins and Lane Johnson, younger right. versions of these guys. Malcolm Jenkins, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Rodney McLeod, blah, 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 this and that. Like, Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz. Like, a, a team of guys. Like, they got none of them now. I agree with you. Who are you pointing you. to but, right now and saying, but, but that's the next Zach Ertz, that's the next Fletcher Cox. That's a, Who are they? You have to look at this in two different ways. From that argument, yes, right now, their roster is not great. I agree with you. It's probably the worst roster in the division. Although, honestly... I think New York's roster is pretty overrated. So, regardless, it's the worst roster. It's the, the worst roster. But they have the best structure. They have they the best owner. Work. But, like, okay, then tell me who you would take over Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman in the division. I would, okay, so I would, forgetting, obviously the owner discussion is tough, but I well, would. Well, the owner matters a lot. Okay, look, Dallas has drafted way, 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 way better over the last few years. So, yeah, I'll take Jeffrey and Steven, or Jerry and Steven okay. over Jeffrey and Howie right now. And look, I don't. But, I, but if they drafted so again, much better, whole why argument, has the team whole, not been better? If they've drafted so much better, why are they not winning all these playoff games? What, they lost their quarterback. They would have won the division last year. If, if Dak stays healthy, Dak, they win Dak the division healthy. by four games Dak last year. Dak was healthy year. in 2019. They didn't win the division. What, what does that have to do with it? Because you're saying that Dallas has done a far better job drafting. They I have. don't even disagree with you. But if they're doing such a better job drafting, why is their team not so much better? But Again, Dak went got hurt last year, so it's hard to judge that route last year because they absolutely win the division with a healthy Dak. Like, Probably. I period. agree with that. And, I agree and, with that. And also they were coming from a, a, a tougher roster to begin with. Regardless, again, your only argument is not, oh, Jeffrey and Howie are good. It's that the rest of the division is bad. That's your argument? My Well, the overall argument, we're talking about four teams that aren't that great. But the good news is the Eagles only have to be the best of those worst yeah, teams the, right? the, to the, make the playoffs. The so, biggest problem with your argument is you are putting faith in Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Rose. Because they've never done anything but produce. But if dude, you, at the situation they're in right now. It's a bad situation. But it's a horrible, yes, it's horrific. It's the worst situation they've ever been in. So yes. we'll see if they can work their way out. But what I'm saying is when you look at the prolonged track record, of both of them, they never stay down for long. They just don't. They're a better run organization <laughs> than Washington. They are different, they- man. Jeffrey Lurie is more involved now than he's ever been. And that is a that is a problem. And Howie Roseman and you think is a started? different guy than when he got pulled out of the closet in 2016 and, and f- like looked at the world differently and all that. That's all gone. Yeah, he's you back no to the same Howie. That. You think that, but you have no proof I, of it. My proof of it is the disaster that is this franchise now. He's not hitting on moves. Like, none of them. It's not just the drafts. The free agent signings have stunk. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go through last off. Javon Hargrave, oh, 13 mil a year for that guy? Yeah, Nickel he Roby Coleman, on, outstanding but... signing. Nickel Roby Coleman was like, it wasn't just the drafts. Like, how he has missed and missed and missed and missed for a couple years now yep. on basically everything he's done. And despite that... They still almost won the division. They were four year. win team last they year. They were bad, but my you, again, they won you four have games. Elliot, four games. For they didn't. Yes. We can't say they and almost what is the won the division. division. What is they the lost division? it by three games. A team with seven wins won okay. the division. Right. So the team that won it had a losing record as well. And look, if they, I agree that the team was not good last year. I'm not disputing that. But we're talking big picture here. We're talking who do we trust to rebuild? Do you trust Daniel Snyder? To I don't trust. I trust Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie as little as I trust anyone in the division. Yes, so I trust. I trust. Daniel Daniel Snyder and Ron Rivera and this group of guys that they brought in, Martin Mayhew, all these people, I trust them more than I trust Howie and Jeffrey. I trust Jeffrey, Jerry and Steven more than I trust. And I don't like David Gettleman that much. But even what he's done the last so couple you would years take has Gettleman been better over than Howie. Howie. Yeah, I think I would right okay, now. Okay, so here's the thing. I understand your point that past success doesn't always dictate it's going to be good in the future. I get that. But when you're talking about a 27-year resume, <laughs> I think you can lean on that. I think you can. Look, how long have you been doing radio? 
a decade. Okay. And you've been killing it for a decade, right? <laughs> so I feel confident that even if today I just mollywop you in this argument <laughs> oh, and you have God. a bad show, that I know, James, you will come out tomorrow and have a good show on Monday. <laughs> Why? Because you've been doing it for a long time. So, yes, 2020 was bad. It was a bad year. But 2019 was at, bad. 2018 was bad for Howie Roseman and building this team, right. for Jeffrey well, Lurie and in allowing this to become a disaster. In 2018, they were a drop pass away from making the conference forget, championship. Forget what happened on the field. Forget that. We're talking okay, about so we're not talking building. about results then. No, but that was from before. That was a, a layover from right. before. We're talking about rebuilding this roster. No, I don't have any faith in them to do it. But from in the 2016, ashes. when they rebuilt it, they won the Super they Bowl. They had in a much better situation. Would you have they said in 2016 for, they had a, they had a Super Bowl winning roster? I at would that point. say they had a much 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 better situation in 2016 than now. Yeah, and I, I yeah. Think, and I think they're coming off a it, seven win season with a much more talented roster, like way more talented. With I, a lot of I young agree, talent. but we, but I agree with that. Do we need overall. to go through it again? All no, the guys that the were on that squad, great, it's but, way better then. But but they it's a they lot easier to rebuild a a a decent roster that had a, a down year than a horrifically bad roster with no young talent. I, clearly. Clearly, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but what I'm saying is they have the best chance of doing it in the division. They just flat out do. 215-592-9494. I could not agree with I, Elliot well, less Well, the best today. thing is, I mean, those that listen know this, but we have been having this debate in our show prep meeting for about a month. Yeah. And we had to wait because of Carson <laughs> and, all, dying, and all that we've stuff. Been dying so this is the show. And I... I I truly feel this. I, I honest in my I heart know, feel I know you do that I the Eagles me. are going to rebound quicker than people think. I am so confident that a year from now you're going to feel so much different about the team because it always happens. I look, I've been following Again, the Eagles just because it always happens doesn't mean it's going to continue happening. No, but if when like, you're talking about someone's ability to do a job, it does matter because if you they've shown they're really good at it for a long time, you're putting too much well, emphasis. Well, Howie is not the, Howie. Well, how he won a Super Bowl. How he had two good years, as far as I'm concerned. 2016 and 2017, how he was great. He had two good years. Everything else has been bad. Why wouldn't I think that those two years right. are the anomaly and not the seven or eight other years? Why because, wouldn't I think Because that? when I look at the other general managers in the division, <laughs> yeah, for, how he's better. Look, I'm not saying the Eagles have the brightest future in the NFL. I'm talking about the NFC East. 215-592-9494. Let's let someone else argue with you, at least. I'm going to assume... That this person's going to argue with you. Let's start it off where we do every Saturday this time and head to Abington and our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom! Yo, fellas! How we doing today? Oh, man, I'm happy to hear the yo fellas back. After last week, you were feeling down. I'm happy to, I'm ready to go, man. I'm happy you Well, that, that was the best opening for a Go Birds broadcast wow. ever. Thank Thanks, you, man. man. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, you left when, your mic because you had James your mic around. off. Yeah. Oh, oh there we go. Well I mean, done. you would have well had a well you would have had a better shot at winning that argument if you just left the <laughs> mic off, Elliot. Well played, well played. You got <laughs> yeah, you completely well tricked me on that one. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, do you have any other uh, three pick parlays that I can waste my shekels on? Well, for what it's worth, I won a few shekels last night. Yeah, I, Elliot I, and I did a fourteen parlay, and we nailed oh, wow. it last night. I actually think tweeting out my picks is bad luck, so I've kind of like stayed away from it. But yeah, I, my last picks weren't great. But Tom, text me; I'll give you the good info. Yeah. On the okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, James, how much coffee did Elliot drink before he had that ridiculous line that Hurts, <laughs> that Hurts has a higher ceiling than Wentz did in his rookie year? Did you say that? On the podcast. Well, oh, what, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Well, I, what I said well, was. Yeah, I listened to the podcast. I, yeah, look fellas. at you. You figured it out, Tommy. I'm yeah. proud of you. Well, what I said was, and I do think this is true, that 
Hertz showed his rookie year that he also has an incredibly high ceiling. I would agree that Wentz had a better rookie year. I would agree with that. And if I said it on the pod, I take that back. But yeah. I, think, I think that Jalen Hurts last year showed he does have a high ceiling. I was encouraged by what I saw from him. But not higher than what Wentz had in his rookie year. That's just Pro- ridiculous. Yeah, pro- probably not. But I think with both of them, you still looked and saw that they can play. Like, they passed the eye test to me. They certainly had down moments. I think Wentz's rookie year, looking back on it, was a success. But there were games like Cincinnati where he was really bad, right? So there, there were down mm. moments. I think since we're further removed from it, though, we just remember the totality of it. And, I, I again, I think Wentz had a better rookie year than Hurts did. But I think Hurts showed a lot of potential. All right. So I did, I did like your seven trades and cuts. Um, you. that you came out with, well, for the for the most part, because it, it points out how bad Howie's been. I, oh, mean, I mean, they they, got a, they, got, they have a lot to clean up here. Well, but let so me let, ask you, Tom, who would you take in the division over Howie? As far as the GM? Yeah. <sighs> Man, that, I mean, that's such a tough one because I, I understand he's got the track record, but if you're going off a of past performance. Well, that's I what like, a track record is. I, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant recent past right. performance. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question. Um, that means it's Howie and you don't want to agree with me. That That's what that means. Well, okay, so what? He's the best GM in the worst division in football? Yeah, that's all Great. he has to be Yay. to win it. That's all he has to be to have the brightest future. That's my point. I'm not saying eh. the Eagles are a 12-win team next year. I'm saying when I look around the division, I think the Eagles have the best chance of rebuilding or becoming the best team in the division, more than the Cowboys, more than Washington, more than the Giants. I don't know. I, I like what Washington has. I like me their too. defense. I like the coach they have in place. Me too. Um, yeah, they were so if, good last year that the Eagles had to throw a game in Week 17 for them to win. Well, the they round. need a quarterback. That's yeah, for that's sure. Big, that's that's Alex big, Smith couldn't move if. in that game. Like, if Taylor Heineke started that game, they, the Eagles would have gotten blown right, out. You know what? I'll tell you what. Washington can tie their future to Tyler Heineke. I'm not saying that they should do that. I'm just saying I think well, if Taylor, gonna tie it I just think that Alex Smith could not move in that game, and if Taylor Heineke plays, yeah, but finding a quarterback game. is hard. As as the Eagles All right, are finding so out. So speaking of quarterbacks, I, I'm starting to think that Wilson and Watson are going to be dealt. So yeah, what would you guys give up? Would you give up three firsts and Hurts for Wilson? I wouldn't give up anything for Russell Wilson personally because of what I'm talking about. I don't think this team is ready to win for at least a couple years. I don't think the mm-hmm. roster is ready to win for a couple years. So like, I think you're trading for. First of all, I don't think Wilson would come here. And second of all, I just Watson's a different story. He's younger. There's a lot more upside, a longer time. But I just I don't think this team is winning anytime soon. I'm rebuilding, so I'm not going after someone like Russell. I'm Wilson. very into the rebuilding plan. I'm the one that came up with it this week, so I I agree with it. But <laughs> don't break your arm. <laughs> but but if you get a chance to get Russell Wilson, to me, you just do it and you figure the rest out. I understand I'm, he's older. I understand that stuff. But if Russell Wilson tells me he wants to come to the Eagles, I trade the picks and figure it out after. He's he's, made, about, he's the best quarterback. Uh, he's top three quarterback in the league. How about Watson, James? Four firsts and Hurts. Yeah, uh, sure. I would give up a lot for, for Deshaun Watson. I'm not as big on Deshaun Watson as other people. I mean, well, I would do it, I guess, but I wouldn't feel as – Russell Wilson, I know I can win right away. Deshaun Watson, I feel like I still have to, like, work around the roster. Oh, I don't think so. I think oh, I'd rather have Watson. Last year, I mean, by the numbers, you're a big numbers guy. I mean, there are a lot of people who think Deshaun Watson's season last yeah, year was the best season look, quarterbacks ever had. I agree. Which I, I think is it. over the top, but, like, in terms of the what he had around him and what he did, it's one of the great seasons I would do it. I just think year. Russell Wilson's track record is better, so I feel more confident signing up for that. And for what it's worth, he's hmm. never missed a game. Deshaun Watson has a torn ACL. And All right. Resume. Interesting stuff. Good talking to you guys. I will leave you with one statement. Punish Joe to camera now. Well there said, it Tommy. It should happen soon. I feel confident about that. 215-592-9494. 94, where do you stand on the Eagles? Are you more optimistic about 
their chances in the NFCs this year and the next couple years, like Elliot is, are you more with me, where you see a whole lot of pain coming, <laughs> not a lot of upside. Be optimistic, guys. It's sunny. It's <laughs> yeah, 50 degrees. Sure. I'm telling you, man. Lie to yourself. 215-592-9494. And it's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Spirited debate here so far. Good debate. I, I've enjoyed it. It's good. It's better than the Carson debate. Yeah, it's uh, like a literal breath of fresh air. The thing about Carson is, I almost never want to bring him up. It's like bringing up an ex, you know, like you <laughs> no. like you just don't want to bring him up, but at the same time, you're just fresh out the relationship. So, well, it's like, and you also know that his name is going to be said quite a bit through this, certainly this year as we're watching his snaps and yep. all that. It's going to be. It's so refreshing though to see what the Colts. Like media and fans are talking about, knowing we don't have to deal with. Oh, it's the, the, the like the whole like, like you know is Carson broken? Can right. he be rebuilt? Look at oh, the arm oh. talent, like, like you know all fun. this. Yeah, like go fix Enjoy. that. Enjoy, yes, enjoy that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If I could bet on one caller today, of all of them, and there are a lot, I could bet on a few. But if I had to bet on one caller who is absolutely one hundred percent going to be on my side, the Eagles are not going to be good this year. And the future is not as bright as Elliot thinks. It's Mad Mike in KOP. Mike, go ahead. Hey, James, I, I feel bad because I always call, but then I never talk to you. I just yell at Elliot. So, <laughs> hey, buddy. I, and, and here's the thing. I feel like Elliot just sits at home, like, in bed thinking, how can I Well, the first part's Mike, right. Yeah. Mad Mike, like, super angry. Well, Mike, like, let me, let me tell do? you something really quick for you yell at me. I had a few friends text me this week and be like, oh, man, this guy Mike is killing Howie on the radio. So the brand is strong, oh, my friend. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the brand well, is strong for you. I always kill Howie, but thanks for giving me, you know, a way to kill him more. Like, honestly, (laughs) what you're saying is probably the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. One, being the best of the worst division in football doesn't mean anything to me. Well, it means you're probably going to win the division and you're going to be a playoff team. No, no. Well, one, it doesn't mean – I don't care because – So you don't care about making the playoffs? I don't because making the playoffs – like, and I'll explain why. Last year, if you saw the Kansas City Chiefs and the other teams that were deep in the playoffs, the disparity in talent and us limping into the playoffs and getting whacked by a team like that does nothing for me. So making the playoffs and being the best of the NFTs it's stupid. I don't care. Well, I, really I disagree. Don't care. I think if they did it with an older roster, I see that point. But if this roster this year makes the playoffs with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, that is a definite step in the right direction. That's building well, with young talent. Let's take that off the plate. That's not going to happen. Oh, two, I think there's a chance two, of it happening. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's not. But okay. If we're going to be honest, it's not. So oh, well, that's your opinion, thing. though. Like, I mean, that's my, just... my opinion's going to be correct. So we'll just, come, <laughs> okay. just mark the tape. We'll okay. call back in a year. But, but the issue so, with your argument is you're saying if you're not the Chiefs, it doesn't matter. Well, I got news for you. Like, only one team in the league is the Chiefs. And also yeah, the Chiefs didn't even win anywhere, the Super Bowl last year. We're not even anywhere close. How many to teams are close to the Chiefs? But, like, two right, or three so, in the whole league? So, yeah, but like that's what you should be shooting for. Yeah, not and they being are the shooting for that, NFC. and that's what I'm saying. That I trust Lurie and Howie to build a team close to the Chiefs more than I trust the other teams in the division. So, so let me get to this other stupid point of yours. Okay, uh, and we'll take them one by the one. Thing. Go ahead. This is the thing. You're saying 27 years of you know this owner who's now becoming who thinks he's a football guy now all of a sudden. Right. Um, you had Andy Reid for 14 years. Now, I'm not the biggest Andy Reid fan. Shocker. But Andy Reid was the guy that ran the show. He, he smushed back Jeffrey Lurie. He just put his hand in his face, pushed him back, and said, back off, I'll deal with this. And even when Howie was the pretend GM, 
he definitely smushed his face back with his hand and said, we're not picking that guy, we'll pick this guy. And you just go up with the, the card in your hand and play pretend GM. So Howie really has done nothing on his own. But then why do you hate Howie if he's done nothing on his own? Because I hate Howie because 17, 18, 19, the 20 drafts, all of these things that Howie, that you think is going to rebuild this team, also restructuring contracts to the point where everything is so messed up financially, and then we got idiot callers calling in and said, oh, he only has one bad year. Incorrect. It's so many years of bad and nonsensical things that yeah. he's done have my, led to this and now this is no no listen this is the Mike, guy Mike can go think, yeah. this is the guy that you think is going to rebuild it who can't do anything right and has blown four drafts in a row four drafts Mike Elliot. Mike Mike I'm with you let me follow up here and great calls always to that point and you just kind of shirked it aside in the open but like what do you say to the fact that this team as it stands right now has to be rebuilt through the draft would you agree with that so on I, a fundamental I, I level, I agree with it on a fundamental level. But the only caveat I will give you is in next off season they're going to have a ton of cap space. So I think this next, team needs to rebuild. I agree with you. Okay, on that, so what, how saying, do you, how do you defend that if you know that for the long term health of the franchise, certainly the next couple years, rebuilding, getting to young talent, you can't have a talent. You can you can add and make moves to add, but you mm-hmm. need a base of a team. How do you defend the fact that yeah. Howie's been a horrendous drafter? If I'm wrong, it'll be because of the drafting. I can't defend it. Howie's not done a good job drafting. But the only thing I will say, again, is even with the poor drafting, they've been overall the best team in the division in recent years. So I still think they find a way, but you are right that the draft is absolutely crucial. They're going to have a lot of capital to do it. They have the number six pick this year. They'll probably have two first-round picks in 2022. So they are going to have the capital to do it. Howie's track record in the very high top end of the first round is good, so I think fans should feel confident about number six. The question with Howie is, obviously, all the other picks, and he's not done a good job recently. Let's go to Scranton and talk to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for calling in, man. I really, I we love when the people call in. You know, we love the debate. Yeah, no problem. I listen to the podcast all the time. Oh, I, I awesome. can kind of tell, honestly. Awesome. I can't see the screen, but I felt a Thank pod you, vibe man. from you. We really so. appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so I have two things. Um, first off, I'm totally with James. Uh, fire Howie. Mm-hmm. I actually have a T-shirt on eBay with a clown nose on Howie's face. <laughs> I've and, seen this uh, shirt. It's a good shirt, I will say. Yeah, it's a good yeah, shirt. Yeah, check it out. Um, and second, I was listening to the podcast yesterday with the odds to win the NFC East, and it kind of got me thinking, what do you guys think the worst unit in the NFC East is? Because I think the Cowboys' defense is really bad. It's a great and- question. So for those who don't know, just some context to what Ryan's saying, I think he's basing it off the point that my argument for Washington being a, a, a good bet in the division was that if you take the – forgetting special teams, you take the eight offenses and defenses in the division, that in my opinion the Washington defense is the single best thing, the single thing you can yeah. count on the most in the division. It is interesting to flip that around. I think – Look, I, I mean, I think you could argue the Dallas defense. I think you could argue both sides of the ball for the Eagles, too. I think the Eagles offense. Yeah. Eagles offense has a chance because if Jalen Hurts is bad, then you got a lot of issues <laughs> because then you don't have a right. quarterback. Like, Washington doesn't have a quarterback, but they have Terry McLaurin. They have a decent offensive line. I yeah, mean, Antonio you know, Gibson looks like a yeah, player. Yeah, so they have some pieces there. And also you have a little more of an established coaching staff. But I would agree. I think Dallas's defense is the worst unit in the division. 
But yeah, but, but I will say there is talent there. Like that was a defense where you felt like it underperformed dramatically. So at least you could see where that mm-hmm. could turn. But I, I'm with you. Right. Or even the Giants offense, I was thinking. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe in Daniel Jones. So. No. <laughs> Not at all. So where, where do you fall on the Eagles next year in the division if you had to rank them? Well, I would say the Cowboys have the best chance, but I would never bet on that because no Dallas no sucks. Real say it, Ryan. Eagles. Dallas sucks. Exactly. Dallas sucks. Um, I would probably put the Eagles behind the Cowboys just because I don't believe in Washington or the Giants at all. Yeah, right. Hey, good call, man. Good call. call again more often. This is great. And that's kind of the, the backbone of my of your point argument. I get it. Is all of them are not good, but I know I've seen one team continually not be a disaster. They yeah, were last I, year. I get it, but they were, yeah, they're in they the were. middle of it. They're in the middle of well, being Well, you don't a know disaster. if they're in the middle no, of it. No, we don't. They could Look, be at the beginning of getting Nick out of Sirianni it. Nick Sirianni could be an amazing coach that, that leads them out of it. I'm just, well, everything you notice, we see from him. Well, I'm not saying Sirianni yeah, I'm not much. betting on it, you I'm know? I'm hoping no one brings up Sirianni. That does not <laughs> help my debate. Yeah, it does. I'm not optimistic about Nick Sirianni. Again, like, we don't know enough, but what we've seen so far has not been something that should inspire a ton of optimism. Look who's on the line. My brother in South Philly. Yo, Darren, what's up, buddy? What's up, brother? Elliot. What up, man? How you doing? I'm hurt. I mean, mm. uh, Tom from Abington has your number, and we live within like five minutes from each other, and you won't text me. Well, you, don't text, you don't text me, you know? DM me on Twitter. I don't have your number, sir. You have uh, my number. Right. James, James we can make this happen. <laughs> I don't want to start a what, track What's on your yeah. mind today, Darren? What's on your mind? Let me start this preference by saying this. Before you guys even started your debate, my, my statement to uh, the producer was, it doesn't matter what is said. My brother is always right. Mm. And furthermore, you make it even better. I'll take the Redskins general manager over Howie because you can't sit there and say, oh, Howie's the best general manager. Oh, but he doesn't draft well. Well, being the general manager is doing the draft it's part we of are, it absolutely we have but and the contracts are horrible although you did have an i agree with with tom, uh tom you do have a nice seven draft uh seven trades or uh cuts that need yeah. to make it was amazing but you just further prove the point how bad how he's been at his well, job really quick there, really, and, really quick and I'll, I'll you can get to the rest of it but the thing i'll say about the cap and i'm not trying to sound like the over-the-top Howie defender. I do think part of the reason the cap is so bad is A, Carson was way worse than anybody thought, and B, the pandemic. And, you know, Howie needs to prepare for the unexpected. I get that. But those are two pretty unexpected things. I mean, as far as the unknown is. I agree. I'll agree with the first part about Carson being worse than expected, but the pandemic can't be used as an excuse. Well, it is because it lowers the cap. No, 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 Elliot, the the NFL somehow made it in the S-Works to $2.3 billion, so I don't want to hear... Well, but, but that still impacts the that. cap. The point is the cap was projected to be $208 million this year. There's a chance it only comes in at, you know, 180, 185. 85, so, 85. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you're I talking that, like 20 million less. Well, it, it, that matters when you're projecting three, four years out. That matters when, you, when you're when you doing contracts. And like we, we, me, me, you, and James have talked about prior is I agree. How we signed Carson to this deal thinking in typical Howie fashion, he'll kick the would redo it down it, yeah. the road. But the problem is, eventually, the the rent comes due. You can yeah. only kick it down so much, You're and right. it caught up to him. You're right. And we wouldn't, like I said, I would take, right now, I take Jalen with the sixth pick, but I don't trust Howie to make that sixth pick because his track record states differently. Yeah, you have, D, D you I'm know, with you, brother. We're up again. To much love. Appreciate the call as always. Look, I, again, I, I'm actually, the whole, like, I don't, care about the draft picks because how he's going to screw them up anyway. I don't love that argument just because as someone who 
is very anti Howie and right. thinks Howie is horrible well, at drafting. You want him to have as many shots you as want possible. Him to say, yeah, like don't trade for draft picks because Howie will screw it up anyway. Well, then just don't don't function well, as an organization. I don't want Howie here either, but at least I can hope that he'll pick the right guy. I actually think there's a lot more reason to be concerned about the later picks than there is the top. The last time Howie picked in the top 10, it was Carson Wentz and Lane Johnson. So, you know, Carson's tenure is complicated. Yeah, but, but it was two good, good pick. picks. Yeah. 215 592. 9494. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. And let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with our team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Park Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything. If you're listening earlier, Elliot and I have been getting into some basketball betting lately. We've had a lot of fun with individual player performances, which you can bet on. You can make parlays. You can do in-game live betting, which is a rush. Let me tell you, it is a wild thing. It is super fun. And more than anything, it's just way more fun to watch these games. Games that you wouldn't normally care about nearly as much. You can watch and really be invested in and have a blast. The app is easy to use. It's fun. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is, your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way until 3 o'clock, debating the Eagles in the NFC East, the upside, both now and in the next couple of years. Let's go right back to the phones, go out to Glassboro and talk to our guy, BlackGritty.com. What up, Bo? Elliot. What up, man? How you doing? Do you want to fight me? <laughs> Do you want to catch these hands? Because, dog, I'll meet you in the streets. <laughs> you I'm got such a good beat. voice, man. I don't want to I don't want to have you be mad at me. There it is. We used to be best buddies, but now is that, we're not. Is that, do you want to like build you? a snowman? Was that what, do <laughs> you want to build? I have a daughter, oh, I know <laughs> all about this stuff now. Do you want to catch these hands? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. First of all, I love you so much, Elliot, because <laughs> you say the darndest things on the internet, and I love nothing more. Then when you get a hundred hearts and I reply to you and get five hundred hearts yep, and you follows off of it <laughs> yep, because I, I say something too. with common sense, it brings joy to my heart because you just say and say things. You know the thing you brought up the whole soliloquy at the beginning of the show where you mm-hmm. wouldn't let James talk. You know what the difference is? What Andy Reid? All that stuff you're attributing to the the, the ownership. Is Andy Reid. You know how I know? Because he took it out of Kansas City, and now they look just like Eagles in the playoffs, in championship games, and in a, a Super Bowl. Now two Super Bowls, okay? So yeah. all that you want to get that goodwill, Andy Reid ain't walking through this door, well, Josephine Baker. <laughs> and now the coach is the thing you want to talk about. Dallas, Dallas' problem was the coaching. Our joy was the coaching. These are things that you're leaving out when you're nitpicking and gallywagging and talking. Well, here's what I would say. So, look. You're going to interrupt Owen? No. No, I do feel bad. Go ahead. You got a whole hour and a half to say what you want to say. Go ahead, Owen. Now, let me tell you something else. Howie Roseman is garbage and trash, and we all know it. The the better thing is that he lucked up and won a Super Bowl, but you want to praise mediocrity? You want to praise that we're average every year? Great. Because, again, Andy Reid aside, we 
more than the average and hope to make the playoffs and be the best in the worst division league. So you can cherry pick all you want. You sound like a sociopath, <laughs> but I still love you. Keep saying the dumb things you think of. I'm for it, brother. My I man. believe in you. And baby mama, I love you so much. I want to give you a hug. I miss you, man. I miss you, too. This huh? six-feet apart is killing me, bro. It's killing me. But I'm listening. Soon I'm enough. I'm listening to you guys. Soon How you doing? Pleasure. Check him so, out. BlackRadio.com. Here's what I would say. His point about Andy was better than any point you made. It's so, a strong, it's a I've strong made point. I've made it to you before. You, I think I give Andy as much credit for the Super Bowl as I would, you know, a lot well, of people. That's, that's, Doug Peterson's not here if it's not for Andy Reid. Yeah, but here, here, I think that, yeah, it's true. But what that shows is when Jeffrey Lurie has somebody in place he thinks he can trust, he knows to back off. And, you know, Andy's been here for a long time, so clearly he has a large part to do with it. Ultimately, Jeffrey Lurie's still the best owner in the division, so... So my point remains. Uh-huh. Dan in North Carolina. What up, Danny? Jamesy, how you doing? Good, brother. And what up, man? <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring up Jalen Hurts and the drafting of him because last week when I was listening to the radio, James, you were just very confused why we drafted him. And ESP, I'm very surprised you actually haven't made this take of why and then justify why we drafted Jalen Hurts at 33 mm-hmm. overall. And that is this. When Harry Rosen came back as a GM in 2016, he was rightfully heavily invested in the backup quarterback. Chase Daniels, Nick Foles, it worked down to 17 Tried to go Nate Sudfeld, didn't work, had to go Josh McCown. And if you actually look at it, their average salary for all those backup QBs is roughly like 4 to $6 million a yeah. year. So I think Howie, I don't agree with it, was trying to be the smartest man in the room and say, well, why don't I just draft a quarterback in the second round and get him for a million, million and a half dollars a year the next four years, don't invest heavily in backup quarterback with money and, and spend that cash space everywhere else. And then if for some reason Carson Wentz fails, I've got a young new quarterback that I could always turn to. Because if you remember, like I said last week, there is a 0% chance Howie Roseman will draft a quarterback at six. I, I'm starting to agree with you. I'm leaning I, I, this way too, Dan. I, I don't think, think it's, it's a good zero. Take. I don't think it's zero. I don't think it's zero either. But I'm I'm starting to think that that all the people saying oh they're going to take one, oh they're looking at one is is what the Eagles want people to think, which they should. They should for their own value of that pick of the potential to trade it, all that. They should make everyone on the planet think they want a quarterback at six. Well, and your point about the salary of the backup is true. And I know that internally at the Novacare, that's how they justified it. I do think there was a little more Carson hesitation than they'll admit. But the problem with the Jalen Hurts pick and the complicating thing about it is it's still at the time. Like when they made the decision, it was just such a bad decision. Like to take a quarterback with Carson and not like not knowing how he would like not having for sure how he would react to that. It could end up working out. And they should have it just also along those lines if that was their philosophy, like do it in the fourth round or yes. do it in the late third round or whatever. It's 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 less of a thing. It's that they use that pick when they were, especially with a roster with so many holes. But, you know? Dan, I do think you're right. The, the chances of taking quarterback to me are not as high as other people think. I love to hear Elliot tell me that I'm right. It's very, it's very great. Isn't so it a beautiful thing? One last thing? <laughs> let me just tell you one last thing, Elliot, that you've been wrong about, though. Okay. Past, love this. However many years. Go ahead, Danny. Jordan Matthews is not that good. Come on. Mm. You gotta, you gotta admit Thank it you. Point. Well, let me, Dan, let me ask you. Who had more catches in an Eagles uniform, Jordan Matthews or Alshon Jeffrey? Who caught more touchdowns in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs? Jake, Jake Elliott made, oh, Jake, yeah. Jake Elliott made I, more I, kicks I, I in the like Super Bowl. Is he, is I he like a, Jordan Matthews. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I wanted him to succeed here, but I, he's not the savior that you always – Well, he did succeed here. He was the product of a situation and team in that he had a lot of catches because he was a slot receiver on that team. He was like – 
that that's it. Like it wasn't like he was some amazing player. And I think the fact that he's out of football now should tell you well, that. Well, he suffered Elliot. injuries, which I think played a oh, role. But it would be interesting to see if he stayed Dang, here. Great how call, it buddy. Out. Great call. Go well, again. Can I, really quick, can I say something? Yeah. You said that well, Alshon caught it, was better in the playoffs, so he's better than uh, Jordan Matthews, right? No, I'm just I'm just throwing. I think Alshon's better. Period. I think Alshon's Eagles tenure is better than Je- Jordan Matthews' Eagles tenure across the board. But yeah, yes, I think, I think that's that an he interesting was a big debate. part of the Super Bowl win and the NFC Championship game and stuff is certainly part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake Elliott made more kicks in the Super Bowl. Is he better than David Akers? That, Come on, you really? The, Jordan Matthews was here for three years. David Akers was here for a, over a decade. Like okay, that's well, a bad saying, argument, and you know it. I know, but it's a fun. Come one. on, no, come on, you're smarter than that. Kinda. Let's go to Florida and talk to our good buddy Jacory. Hey, Jacory. Hello, sir. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you, Jacory? What's going on, Elliot? What's up, Jacory? Jacory, real quick, I think I heard this week. Did you say you dunked in a high school game before? Yeah, six three. Yeah, I dunked in a high school game before, like, like I was still on the man. Mm. I went up, put back dunk. Nice. That must have felt amazing. Ja'Cory, this may surprise you to hear, but neither Elliot nor I have ever dunked on a 10-foot rim. Okay. In our life. Neither is yeah. Loesch, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, good no, 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 you got a white guy. Y'all hit the court. <laughs> that must have been an awesome feeling, though. To dunk, that would be an all-time feeling for me. I can only I, – if I could dunk, I would. that's all I would do. I would yeah. just be on a court every day just dunk, dunk. Look mm. at me. Boom. Yeah. Air <laughs> seltzer over there. Yes. It's a dream. Yeah, What's man. going on, man? A dream that will never happen, so it's good. But – you know, it's it's all good, but let, it's not all good for the Eagles. Um, I think this is, we have dark days in front of us. Now, listen, Ellis, you always talk about the 22 season. Let's focus on this season coming up. I say ride with Jalen Hurts for this season. If he's good, you stick with him. But if he's not good, next year you take a quarterback. Um, I don't know any quarterbacks that's coming out next year. Stuff like the dude Sam Howell from North Carolina, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do your due diligence. Um, you know, this draft, it has to be, you have to put playmakers around Jalen Hurts. I would like us to get, you know, a receiver at six, then turn around and get a running back, another receiver, maybe a tight end, and, you know, offensive lineman, too, to help out and, you know, see if Jalen Hurts is that guy, if he's, you know. Yeah, um, Corey, I'm, I'm with you. That would be my actual philosophy if I were the Eagles. I think it's a smart one to take. I think the best player on the board at number six will not be a quarterback. So with the pick this high, and again, honestly, I don't hate the idea of giving this receiver a year to develop. And then if Jalen Hurts, that's great. If it's not, then he has a year under his belt. And when you draft another quarterback, he can be more of an asset to help that guy. Another thing is, too, this this is going to sound crazy. Um, I would trade Brandon Graham to see if I can get like a third-round pick for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is, too, I would see if I can trade Fletcher Cox I agree. Jacory, actually, I'm with you, and we're up against the break. Great call. I Look, we've talked about that. Elliot has been pretty open about the, the idea that he would look to trade those guys yeah. as well. As what I, we'll, we'll get into that more at the break. Plus, to his point, just quickly on that, while everything I've read about the 2022 quarterback class is that it's not crazy strong or whatever, Joe Burrow, the year before he was drafted, was not one of the top 10 quarterbacks in college. Zach Wilson, who will very likely be the second pick in the draft this year, was not one of those guys. So you do see that a lot, where guys, Carson Wentz, a nice example, like yeah. where guys are not part of that. So that's not always a, you can't always, and again, to, to, we talked about, but Howie Roseman told us the reason he traded up for Carson Wentz was because they studied the next year's quarterback draft, and it was not very good, and then Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are in it. So I don't think they should try and over-evaluate that next year's class too much. Two, yeah, I think um, that's a good point. Yeah, 215 592 94-94, where do you stand on the Eagles in the NFC East this season and their 
near future. Elliot thinks they have the brightest future of anyone in the division. Do you agree? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. This song, a good representation of what Elliot did during the first hour of our show. Well, I don't know what the song is. Uh, <laughs> is a song called... You know, it's called Loser. It oh, Loser. Okay. By back, my friend. Good representation of the 2020 Eagles. Does <laughs> not mean it'll be the 2021 Eagles. Yeah, 215-592-9494. How do you not know Beck? Come on, man. I don't even know who Beck is. Oh, my God. That's like so, one good song. Uh, no, stop it. Stop it, Kyle. Dude, turn your mic off. No, no, no. Kyle Quinn taking shots <laughs> at Beck, too. I won't have it. Beck has many, many, many good albums of songs. Beck is amazing. Sure. I believe you. And you don't believe me, but that's okay. Two one five five. I watched a great, actually. Speaking of music, I watched uh, the Wu Tang documentary last night of mm. Mikes and Men. It is it is new or is this old? Fant- it's new. It's okay. on Amazon. It is fantastic. Like, couldn't recommend it uh, if you're into Wu Tang. If you're into that kind of thing, like, just an awesome, awesome dog with a lot of really interesting. Awesome. Stuff. Well, as always, I'm always looking for stuff to watch because I'm inside all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I will definitely put the that highest on my, of recommendations on of my to watch list. And men two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go back out to the phone lines and let some more people yell at Elliot. I hope at least I haven't got yelled at too much myself. So if you want to yell at me, if you're on yeah. Elliot's side. Please do that it's as well. It's fun to yell at James. I do it for the first 20 minutes uh, every Saturday. <laughs> Let's go to North Jersey and talk to Matt. Hey, Matthew. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, Matt? Thanks for calling in. Of course. First of all, just wanted to thank you guys for the recommendation of uh, Ted Lasso. Yes. yes! amazing. It's so, awesome, right? So good, right? Doesn't he remind you of Doug yeah. Peterson a little bit? <laughs> a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely on Elliot's side here. Yes, uh, I we got a, one. They're in a good, a good position going forward just because, and I know this is a crazy hypothetical, but if the lines are to stay healthy and some of their older players stay healthy, I think they could probably, you know, go around 500. But even if they offload and, and cut or trade some of those guys, they're going to have so much cap room going forward in the next offseason. And if they're going to suck this year, oh, sorry. If they're not going to be good this year. You say that? Year, that's okay. You're trust good. me, the 2020 Eagles have made sure it's okay <laughs> yeah. to say suck I did on just say radio. Dallas sucks yeah. before, and I will oh, say Oh, yeah, again. that's right. They yeah. do. That's right. But <laughs> yeah. And if they're not good this year coming up, then they're going to have another high draft pick, and they're going to have the first-round pick from the Colts. So I think they're in a pretty good position. I So I think you make a really good point about the lines. Like, we have not talked a lot. If they don't, and I think that where this point is going to fall is that they have to cut so much cap that I think certain guys who we would count in that group as guys we can count on mm-hmm. won't be here next season because of that. But if they did bring back the offensive line talent they have now and the defensive line talent right now, I do agree with you, that would be one of the stronger parts of this team. And, and if you are looking for reasons for optimism for this specific season, I do think that's an interesting point, Matt. I, I Again, I think that ultimately they're going to have to get rid of some of those guys and not going to be strong enough there, but it's interesting. But really, really quick, I heard Howard Eskin say, I think it might have been on your show, um, that uh, he thinks he had heard Jason Kelsey's yes. like, strongly considering yes. coming back. That would be huge. That'd be because everything. then if, if Brandon Brooks can stay healthy and you feel better about Lane having had the surgery, you know, you have maybe one of the best right sides in the NFL, maybe not as much as it used to be, but still an extremely good right side of the line. And, and look, offensive line, great offensive line play changes everything. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and then, I mean, also just with the, the mobility of Jalen Hurts, I think, yeah. you know, having an above average offensive line I think you know if they draft a good player 
on the offense. It could really help them out. And then one other thing I just wanted to say, have you guys read Nick Foles' book? I did. I did not. Yes. It was a while yeah, ago. Some, but. Yeah, same here. But something that I thought was really interesting that I think would be a good idea for the Eagles maybe would be signing Alex Smith uh, as a backup just because of all the professionalism and everything that Nick cited as being – you know, really beneficial to his career. If, if mm-hmm. they could bring someone in like that, that would help mold a young quarterback, whether it's Jalen this year or someone in the future. I think it could be something that could really help out the team going forward. Matt, great call, man. Call us more often. And and look, I think that's an interesting idea. I mean, they've, they've done that. They did it with Foles before, Josh McCown, that type yep. of player. I do think, sure, of course the, there's value to having someone like that around. The backup quarterback spot's so interesting for the Eagles because even though Carson's gone, there's still like a, a little bit of the of baggage course. there, right? Of course so there is. I, I, I mean, again, Jay Lawrence was the backup for right. 12 games last year. My, my concern with bringing someone like that would just be whoever the starter is, whether it's the, a rookie, whether it's Jalen, I think it's definitely be one of those two. I don't want a quality backup. Like, I want someone where <laughs> – I want a bad backup. I want a bad backup because if Jalen goes in and is bad and you have to bench him, then I want to lose every single game from there on out because then I want a high pick. If you draft a number six overall rookie and, you know, God forbid he gets hurt or, you know, something like that, then I want to lose every single game from there on out. So I do think a veteran leadership is good. I see the benefits of it. But, like, give me Nate Sudfeld because I want someone that's going to go in there that I don't think has a chance to win many games. Let's go to Delran and talk to Bob. Hey, Bobby. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm agreeing with Elliot. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm feeling on? bad. Now, row? I agree with you. Two I'm in a one, row. And, I, and I hate these people. And, uh, yeah, Elliot, I'm on your side on this. Thank I you. I hate these people that say, well, we – and I'm not going to say the word tank, but you get talent. And that's the way to win. That ups your odds. I don't believe in dumping games and whatever, but the thing that happens is that you need to have talent and high draft picks, and there's less of a chance of a bust. Mm-hmm. That's it's a very basic concept. Yeah, well, so and also the more you. the more shots you have, the the more exactly. chance. Exactly. Sure, of course. Exactly. Now, getting to the draft, I think Howie's big problem is. And I'm just going to go, like, really, really high level. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, except for Elliot, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. But, 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 but if you recognize a weakness and you see it, I get you want to improve on that. I'm, I, I think that's great. But Howie's got to see that he just doesn't have that skill set to evaluate talent. He's got to come to that. I don't. He's not dumb, but I think it's his ego that's not letting him. And – you know, I'm not a brain surgeon. I can't operate on anybody's brain. I know that. But he needs to just say, look, I have a lot of skills. I'm smart, but I can't do this. I need to defer to whoever, somebody that has a track record. And great point, Jeff's got to be the same way. I, I, think I don't that, know why I, they just can't do it. Well, I think them. that's been an issue. And I think that's kind of what I was talking about before, where it seemed like how he was a little different back in 2016 when he humbled a little bit and was more willing to – because that, for what it's worth, and Elliot knows this, and anyone who's covered the team all that, like the biggest knock against Howie through the years has been an inability to work with others, right? That it's Howie's way or the highway, all that type of stuff, cover his own butt, all that stuff. Like if Howie – I agree with you that if Howie can step back and say, I'm not good at this. Let me listen to Andy Weidel. Let me listen to – because if he had done that last year, guess what? They would have taken Justin freaking well, Jefferson. But see, but here's where I think you're both wrong. So, okay. all right, when you talk about the Jalen Rager pick, let's talk about the most recent pick. There's okay. been reporting on this, and it's what I've heard as well. Yeah, but do you really think you listen to the coaching staff yes, on that? Yes, I do. You I really do think how he said, I'm going to let Doug Peterson make our first-round well, pick look, here? Look, I'm, I'm not saying it was – I'm not saying it was – I'm going to let Doug. This sounds like, like – uh, 
CYA after the fact that how I we disagree. Made... Okay, well, I... I, and then and when you talk about DK Metcalf, he listened to the medical staff. So look, yeah. I, I'm not making a complete excuse for Howie, but to, you guys are saying he needs to listen to other people. I actually do think he listens to other people. Uh, Ultimately, I... he still holds the blame. No, but he I needs think to he listens listen to the to... right people. He needs to listen to the people we hired to to evaluate talent. Mm. Like, why have this scouting staff there if they're telling them to take Justin Jefferson and he's not doing it? Like well, but, that's on Howie too. The, but you say you say you want him to listen. To I want him to listen to the right people. Okay, well, that, I want yes. him to listen to his scouting staff, the guys who yes. know how to evaluate talent. That's what I want him to listen to. Correct, Bob? Yes, exactly. And here's the benefit to Howie because he wants to look good. He'll get the credit. Yep. He yep. delegated it. Why do you? I would love you, Elliot, or somebody just talk to Howie and ask him. I, I, I'm just curious. I wish somebody would admit and say, you know something, I'm just not good at that, but I'm going to assign it to some people that really know. You know what? That, that would win over so many people if Bobby, Howie could say that. Um, great call, as always. But and I I'm do so think some you. of that is going on, is my point. I, I do think Howie listens to other people. I do. Well, he's listening to the wrong people. Well, that, but, that's a, but that's a different discussion. You're saying, and Bob was saying. No, I'm saying I want him to listen to the scouting staff, and he clearly has not done that as much as he should. Yeah, clearly. but if you're, if you're Howie, and let's take the J.J. Sega Whiteside pick, and you're yeah, sitting I, there. Forget the medical one. I, I, You know I don't kill him for that okay. one the same way. I kill him for the Justin Jefferson one. That's the one that I really am upset with. The Metcalf one, if his medical staff said, don't take this guy, I get it. Okay. Like, I can understand that. I still hate it, and it still sucks that we have J.J. and D.K. Metcalf is out there doing what he does. But I kill him for the Justin Jefferson one, the Jalen Rager one, trying to be the smartest guy in the room, or maybe listening well, to Doug Peterson. I don't think it's trying to be the smartest over, guy in the room. I think what Doug it is Peterson is, over the scouting staff like that? If he did that, that alone is a fireball Well, I think offense. what it was more, and we've seen the Eagles do this, is it's an overcorrection. It's like, okay, we really need a speed receiver because in 2019 they didn't have one. So in the draft they're saying, we need speed, we need speed. So they go with Rager. I think that was the problem there, more so than him, like, you know, not listening to people, listening to people, any of those things. I think they have identified they needed a specific skill set, and they thought Rager had that. Now it looks like they are wrong about that. They made that. a mistake. And obviously, Justin Jefferson's yes. a way better receiver. But I think that was the the uh, mindset behind the pick. Yeah. Well, I want him to take the best player. I know that's a crazy thought. Let's go to Hawaii and talk to Vincent. Hey, Vincent. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Love What's it. going on, man? Hawaii again. This is great, Vincent. <laughs> Yeah, uh, by the way, I love you guys' podcast. It really helps me um, concentrate while doing homework. Awesome. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and um, I think that was a joke, Elliot gets a little right? bit. That'd be hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Elliot gets a little bit um, too much heat on the, on the, on the show sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think back to like the 2017 year where uh, right after the Vikings beat the Saints, I, I remember him saying, um, you can go buy your tickets to – Minneapolis, because he was so confident that the Eagles yeah. were going to uh, be Minnesota. I, look, I will say this, Vincent. Today he is incredibly wrong, but <laughs> Elliot does have a much better track record of being right than, well, than a year people from now. Like you will admit. say I am right, so it's okay. 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 Three well, straight callers con- getting your back here. This is crazy. Well, I'm obviously well, I'm winning con- the argument. Yeah. Okay. I was going to continue it and say that he's completely wrong today. Though. Thank okay. you, um, Vincent, my hero. <laughs> and part part of the reason is, uh, man, I'm really concerned about Nick Sirianni. Um, I, I I think he's a a disaster hire. Um, and I, I he gives me like nervous, bumbling rookie coach vibes, and with a case of the teen angst. And he seems like he's just the kind of coach that'll super buckle. Um, seems under over pressure. his head, right, Vincent? Yeah. So Vincent, <laughs> you know, behind baseball or whatever that expression inside is, inside baseball. Inside baseball. Huh? I the Nick Sirianni thing is something I cannot defend. I can't be optimistic about it. Any of that. I I I think I agree with you a hundred percent. 
I have worries about Nick Sirianni. I just absolutely do. Right, and it was just it's it's so weird because it's coming from Doug where if we were in a crucial fourth down situation, I was so confident in Doug to do the right thing, even though this year he kind of um that wasn't so much the case. But in just in Nick Sirianni, I feel like I have no confidence in the Eagles to do anything under the pressure whatsoever. Vincent, great call. Call us again. Uh, love a good Hawaii call. I actually, the, it's funny because the fourth down stuff is the thing I'm least worried about. I feel like that's more of an organizational Yeah, thing. they'll just I tell them to go for it. They'll just tell them to go for it. And I, but my issue is, is obviously, as we talked about when hired, but I do think he was hired because he will listen to those guys. And I just look at a guy who has zero experience being a head coach ever and a staff around him without a lot of experience comparative to other staffs when you would bring in an inexperienced coach. And and again, like I'm not, there is absolutely the possibility that when he's not in front of a, a camera or when he's not, you know, talking to the media or whatever, that this guy can walk into a locker room and teach and coach and all like, that's definitely possible. But all we have to go on is his experience yeah. and all we've seen him say and talk and all that. And it just is not inspiring. The two reasons to try to talk yourself into Sirianni are a, we just don't know, right? Like he's an well, unknown, yeah. and which with, is not a great and, reason. And but with it, unknown, but you're right. there is potential. But the other one is Jeffrey Lurie does have a good track record. He does of, of hiring head coaches. Yep. So if if Jeffrey Lurie feels he's a, a good hire, you know there is part of me that says we should just believe Jeffrey on that. But at the same time, I can't lie about how I feel. And when I hear Nick Sirianni talk, I get extremely worried about what this season could look like. Let's go to Northeast and talk to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, man? Uh, yeah, the Eagles are a dumpster fire. And there's no way to... <laughs> there we go. Uh, like, Ending the streak. Well done. Like, there's no way to say that they aren't. Like, go back, go back. How many years do we need to go back and look at the disaster drafts that Holly Roseman has done? Well, how many uh, years do you have to go back to see them in a playoff, to see them in the playoffs? How many years do you have to go back to see them winning playoff games? I mean, those are that's also part of the history. I understand the draft frustration 100%, but I don't think you can look at the draft record over the record of the team on the field. Like, the, the record on the field matters more. But look at, look at when that team was built. Howie didn't really draft any of those guys. It's like Well, I don't know about was, that. Who, who that on that team, team did he not draft? That, that core was well, together I mean, for you could the argue, longest yeah. time. I mean, some was Andy from Andy's time. It's hard to argue. And some was like a Chip Howie thing. We don't really know. You can give him credit. Ertz, Lane, like that was his draft when Chip yeah. first started. But Chip was still here. Malcolm Jenkins, he, yeah, he was he a general signed, manager when they signed, signed him. Yeah. yeah, I think the signings, certainly in that period, the Brandon Brooks, the Rodney McLeod, all that, you give him a ton of credit for. But draft-wise, I do think it's fair to say it, they're not – that many drafts that Howie's have full control over where you can point to a ton of hits. Well, there's not many drafts in general he's had a ton of control over. I guess, actually, the last few years he has. Yeah. So I, I take that back. But Since, what, uh, 16, he's had control? And let's be complete. Who Who is he drafted that's like, oh, my God, he's like, knocked it out of the park. 16 draft is really the only draft you can look at and say that was a good draft. That's the only one. Yeah, well, and the rest you could look at and say, there are some horrible drafts. There were some bad drafts. I mean, Jordan Mylod in the seventh round looks like it could end up being a steal. Who knows there, yeah. right? I mean, Miles Sanders in the second round I think is a good pick. He he's, didn't have an outstanding year last year, but I think he looks like a good player. But the other thing, too, is when you go and you look at other teams, not a lot of teams are great at drafting. Like, you know, the DK Metcalf selection, everyone gives Seahawks credit for that. And, James, I know you don't get as mad at Howie about that pick. But let's talk about the DK pick. They had two picks before then, and I'm almost positive, like, neither of them turned out to be anything right so like teams do miss and I'm not excusing Howie but like drafting is extremely extremely hard so that's why when I look at Howie's resume overall it matters more to me that in three of the last four years they've been in the playoffs and I think they're one of only two teams one of only two or three teams to do that so I just think that matters more than the drafting 
I, I don't know. I, I, I completely disagree. Yeah. It's like you, I, you need to look at how old our team is. Well, look and at how all, old. And that's young, exactly what young talent do we have on defense Mike, right now? Mike, that Nick, is a great well, call, and that's Josh the point. That, and right, that's the point, though, is the point is that they are in a situation, unlike 2016, where there was still a lot of younger or, or you know, 30 and under whatever talent on the roster yeah. that you could look at and say, he's a good player, he's a good player, he's a good player, he's a great player, he's a good player. Now they're just, they don't have that, like, especially 30 and under. Like, yeah, like, that's, that's a concern. And but- that's why drafting now is even more important than it was then, like drafting well. Yeah, that's true. And the drafting has not been good. I can't fight you on that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Westchester and talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Elliot's one hundred percent correct in mm. terms of framing this debate for the NFC East. Yep. You have to win your division. So the first thing on the path to winning a Super Bowl, and the only team that you worry about is Dallas. But I one hundred percent agree. I I, Dallas, I think Washington is better, so I would disagree with you. But go ahead. Okay. Dallas doesn't know how to construct a roster. Think about where they put their assets in terms of draft capital and salary cap. Amari yeah. Cooper. No, they've made some mistakes. Running backs, Ezekiel Elliott contract looks bad. Amari yeah, Cooper, for what it's worth, doesn't look phenomenal. He's a great player, but they gave him a ton he's of money. Making, that's what he's saying. Yeah, he's saying right. that that was an overpay. and mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a fair point, Brian. Yeah, and look, I'm going to go further than Elliott on this. Roseman is the best general manager in the NFC East by far. People You're preaching under, to the choir. I agree. It's not even close. Under, right. Look, the most the most valuable uh, positions are quarterback, offensive tackle, defensive end. Jordan Mulata, Jake Driscoll, Jalen Hurts, Josh Sweat. And that's Oh, recent. we're set? We're good to go with those guys? Those are blue chippers? Come on. But his point is correct. You only need to look at the division. I understand in a larger picture they're not set up like a lot of teams. But if you just look at the division, they're set up very well. I think they are not. I think Washington set up better. I think Dallas is set up better. And I think roster-wise, the Giants have a better roster. I'm not a huge Joe Judge fan. I'm not a huge David Gettleman fan. So I'm not going to argue that the Giants are better set up. But I think Washington and Dallas right now are better set up. Who, did, who do the Giants have on the offense that you're like, super just said afraid of? Washington and Dallas are better set up than the. I didn't yeah. say. Okay. I said the All Giants right. are the one I'm not going to fight for because okay. I don't believe in Judge. I don't believe in Gettleman. Good call, by the way, Brian. Yeah. Like, I, I, this has turned. We've taken a turn. It means pretty clearly I'm winning the debate. No, it does not mean oh, that. How, the how first that hour, we're all that? people agreeing with me. What is that? Because they hadn't heard the full debate yet. Oh, they had yes. to process the information. <laughs> that's, yes, that's what it is. 215-592-9494. I better get some calls in the next segment getting back on my side because we cannot Elliot, let Elliot think he's won this mm. ridiculous point that he is making. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on the Eagles? In the NFCs now and moving into the future, who has the brightest future? Get on board, 215-592-9494. It's GoBirds Radio, and let me remind you that so many of the GoBirds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun like you. We all love the home teams. That's why we go with our team and have a home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with 
the best. Like we talked about before, Elliot and I have been having a blast betting on basketball. You could do parlays, multiple team parlays. You can bet on individual games. You can bet on player performances, which has been a lot of fun to do. You can live in-game bet, which is fun and wild at the same time. The swings, the back and forth. You could do anything and everything in this app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And of course, you could bet on everything else out there too. Hockey, soccer, college hoops, football futures, baseball futures, anything and everything. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. $500! Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. Scobirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way until 3 o'clock. The legend, I'm assuming, Robbie. Not that, it, that I'm assuming he's a legend. He is a legend. I'm assuming it's Rob Ellis up next. Well, if you went we'll to Temple, look. you're pretty much a legend. You're damn right Your Temple that, made, brother. I mean. You're damn that's all you right need to hear. That. Yeah, well, look, I mean, won the Super Bowl this year. No biggie. Yeah, it's true, actually. <laughs> it's the most we've ever gotten to gloat football-wise in my life. Well, that matters more than a anything. former Temple coach won it. Yeah. yeah, I know. Trust me. Hey, we got, I mean, we got representation a little bit now. Matt, Matt Rules in yeah. the NFL. You know, some Temple players making it big. It's exciting. It is. When I, mean, I was yeah. growing up, Elliot, as, as the old man that I am, I mean, it was like a real joke. <laughs> like Temple football. Like now, at least it's a program. When I, when when I, I was, went, they were a bit of a joke as well. But then, the, you know, they had the good years under Al Golden. I think Golden, that was the Golden turnaround, really turned right? it around. Al Golden yeah. turned it around. So. And obviously, Matt Rule and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm always proud to be an Al. On the up and up, baby. Yep, absolutely. 215 592. 94-94, where do you stand on the Eagles in the NFCs this season? Had some optimism with the last few calls on Elliott's side. Let's see if that continues. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my good buddy, Neil. Hey, Neil. Seltzer, pleasure as always to speak with you. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it, man. And you too, Elliot. Um, Thank you. So, yes, um, so I'm going to sort of end this argument with, um, the name Danny Watkins. So anyway, the next subject is, is okay. this. I don't think you can actually want, let alone agree, that the Eagles are trending anywhere but downward. And quite frankly, you shouldn't want it any other way because if the Eagles go 4-12 and 12 this year and the Colts, you know, and Wentz plays 70% of his snaps and we get a first-round pick, you would have a young quarterback that's developing with two top-10 picks next year. And then we can begin the path of going in the other direction and ascending toward being a consistent playoff team. I think right now the Redskins are trending upward. They have a, they have a front four that was built with all first-round picks, Elliot. Yeah. Okay, and a front seven that's as good as any in the National Football League. The Cowboys, I hate the Cowboys too. They're, they're never as good as the sum of their parts because of coaching and terrible front office. And the Giants, I agree with you, Gettleman is not someone that's really a good GM. Joe Judge's, you know, eh, and Daniel Jones is really eh. Uh, so the Eagles are sort of caught in, in a way of being in the middle of the pack of the worst division in the last 10 years. So I don't know if that's uh, – it's a distinction without distinction, in other words. It doesn't really matter if the Eagles are the best of the NFC East because even if we make the division at 6-10, and 7-9, and nine, we're going to face far superior teams that are going to bounce us in the first round. Well, the, that's well why really the, quick, the reason I think it would matter, and I agree with your overall point, right, that it's the, the thing this team needs is like high draft picks, influx of young talent, so I think you're dead on with that. But the reason I think it could matter for them to make the, make the playoffs next year is let's say they do go 7-9. and nine. Like they surprise people other than me, but they surprise people, they go 7-9, and nine, they win the division – 
I think that's really good for Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. So, yes, a top draft pick would be important, and maybe it is more important than the playoffs. I think that's a, a separate debate. But if you're if you're winning those games with young talent, with guys that can be here for the next four or five years, I think there's a lot of uh, positive in doing that. Jalen, listen, next year is about the development of Jalen Hurts, and I think right. this draft has to be – about supplementing Jalen Hurts with weapons or and protect him. Now, I have a different take. I know a lot of people are enamored with Jamar Chase and getting him, you know, one of these premier receivers in the draft. I think that's actually the wrong way to go. I think the guy that if, if he's there at six that we get is Tanae Sewell. Because if you get a left tackle that can protect your quarterback for 10 years, that's a plug-and-play investment that will pay off right away. And then, as no, we always do, we built Yeah, we built no, through the lines. I agree with you. And, and great call. That was what the guy was talking about before. I just – First of all, I don't think he'll be there. And second of all, yeah. I mean, in terms of need, I mean, you could argue if you believe in Jordan Mylotta, yeah, Lane's still I here. Mean, Jack it's, Driscoll, it's, it's I thought played well, need, but I, I, I'm, I won't argue with building through the trenches. Is, is yeah, you know, I, but. I, as a philosophy for sure. I mean, that's what we've seen how we do when he's had these top picks, right? Quarterback, offensive line. So I think that's a possibility. But man, the the chance to draft and get a dominant skill player that they have not had in so long, like an outstanding dominant young receiver. I know the tackle is more important, but that would it would just be a huge boost for that. And and I will say that, and I still agree. Build through the trenches. Like I think that old adage is still a good adage. But wide receiver is a far more important position now than it was when that adage came around. You know, like wide yeah. receiver, it matters more. It's a passing. Well, and the other interesting part we're talking about specifically Howie. He's actually one strength of his has been late round draft picks on offensive line, mm-hmm. right? Jason Kelsey, sure. Vitae, Driscoll looks like a good one, okay. Mylotta. Yeah. Say Amalu was a third, so not super yeah. late. But, no, but you're right. So if I, you're I gonna, actually trust if you're gonna him more look, to draft him. Yeah. If you're going to look for a, a bright spot in Howie's draft record, you're right. He has had some success with later round. Yeah, now, so now, I would, early I would round, skill position. And early round, less so. I mean, Andre Dillard, of course. Yeah, that's a really good point, Elliot. Let's go to Dallas and talk to Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. I'm I'm kind of with Elliot on this one. I, I really think that the thing that gives us an advantage is the fact that we're able to reset the roster. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple of callers a little bit ago, and I think he's dead right. The Cowboys right now are in a precarious situation similar to like what we were in 2018 because they've paid a lot of guys. To me, their top five guys are super inconsistent. The first one you can start with is the top guy in the roster. Demarcus Lawrence has not been the same player since getting paid a few years ago. Yeah. He's making bank. I think he has 11 sacks in two years. You need a lot more from a guy making that type of money. can say the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. can say the same thing with Amari Cooper, inconsistent. Um, uh, Jalen Smith, uh, they Jaylen just paid. Smith, yeah. yeah. Well, the other They're part of this, too, and that's it's a great point. It is a good point. I, I mean, we just saw firsthand what a serious injury can do to a quarterback. I think Dak's injury is not as bad. Like a torn ACL and a broken back like Carson suffered, that's almost the worst you could have other than a, a injury to your throwing, sh- well, your throwing shoulder throwing as a quarterback. Shoulder for sure. But, you know, I would just be worried about Dak. And I like Dak as a player. I think he's probably a top-10 quarterback when, when fully healthy. But to pay him a huge deal coming off of that injury, I would be worried about that. Yeah, and what else, what else nobody talks about, too, that O-line has fallen apart. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there was a few years ago where they were talking about they're the greatest offensive line we've ever seen, and they're kind of a, a joke now just because of the injuries. Tyron Smith Yeah, and Travis Frederick apart. having to retire on it, you know, sadly, yeah. unexpectedly. And, yeah, Tyron Smith physically seems to have – Zach Martin's really the only holdover who's kind of still playing at a high level of that group. Yeah, and then if you look at the Giants and the Redskins, one group that gets under-talked that might be the worst, the Giants' offense is bad. Yeah, that's what we they were won. saying. 
that we are we are not yeah. optimistic. Scott, really good call, man. Call us again. Uh, yeah, look again. I do think I'm not. As we're arguing today, I don't feel like this this division is great. Obviously, I think that there is. If you are an Eagles fan looking for optimism, it is in the fact that this division is so bad and that theoretically they could compete. I just clearly think this roster is a lot worse than you do. Yeah, but and I just I don't think they're going to look like. Look, Washington has a better roster right now. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe. Just because they don't have a quarterback, and that's a huge part of it. And who knows with Jalen Hurts. But yes, they have better skill position players on offense and defense. But there's a reason Washington's never that good. Like, Daniel Snyder knows how have, to— But they have a, a new coach, and he's made the playoffs one year out of one, and it's a guy who has a track record of building yeah. things and being, like, That's one reason to be optimistic. Not. So I do—the Ron Rivera thing matters to me, and I do think that— Look, I think there's a decent chance that, that he gets forced to sell the team in the not-too-distant future. That doesn't apply to today's argument yeah. or whatever, but that could be a— Jeff Bezos— Owning Washington, it's a whole different world we're talking about. It'd be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, 215-592-9494. Some people call Mandy the troll. I call Mandy from Deptford one way or the other. I'm guessing he's going to be Andy Rippin' Elliott today. What up, Andy? What's good, fellas? How we doing? What's going on, man? Yo, man, when you get done that shift, get outside. Enjoy this day. The sun's yeah. out. I know. It looks Andy, you literally, during the last break, Elliot and I were talking about how beautiful it looks outside. So you read, uh, yeah, our, you read our minds. I got the grill fired up, man. Nice. So, you know, got to take advantage of this. But, uh, Elliot, you started with your cute little points, you know, the top four things, the GM, the right. owner, the coach, and the quarterback. But players got to make plays, man. You look at this roster. Our roster is horrible. Mm-hmm. We're old. We really don't have any up-and-coming studs. You're talking about the O-line. The O-line is depleted, man. What if Lane's ankle doesn't hold up? Who's going to be our left tackle? We, we got Dillard, who may look like he don't even belong in the NFL. And then defensively, where's our playmakers? We got an old secondary. We got we got Slay. Who's going to be our opposite corner in a league that's predicated on passing? Yeah. Where's the pass rush? I mean, how do you think we're set up? You, you just mentioned Washington. Washington's defense is stacked. Once Washington gets the quarterback, they're going to be they're going to be scary, man. Yeah, but finding a that. quarterback is hard. You say once they get a quarterback, it's not that simple. It's the the toughest position to find in the NFL. They don't have a great draft pick because of the fact they won the division. I also don't think Washington is a great free agent destination. Ron Rivera is certainly an attractive head coach to play for, but at the end of the day, I don't think Russell Wilson. I mean, he just put his teams out. He doesn't want to go there, right? We haven't heard Deshaun Watson going there. I don't think people want to go to Washington. So overall, I think that yes, you're right. When you look at the rosters right now. Washington probably has the best roster in the division. The Cowboys have a lot of talent on offense, but I would say Washington probably has the best division. But bottom line, you know, like none of the rosters are that good. So in 2021, I think the Eagles have a chance. And then also in the long term, none of the rosters are that good. If Russ Wilson goes to the Cowboys, I hate to say this right now, the Cowboys are probably in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you could say that about any team. If, if, you know, if you were to go to... Yeah, how many teams would Russell Wilson go to, and you would say if they're not a playoff the Eagles, team? We wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. We wouldn't even be contenders. Oh, I, I disagree. Think. Any team that oh. has Russell Wilson has a great chance to win the Super Bowl. Bottom line, I, 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 I think you need more than just a quarterback. You've got to have players. We just saw in plays, the Super Bowl. Man. We just saw the best quarterback, the most talented quarterback yeah, they were we've in ever the seen. Super Bowl. Right in the Super Bowl. Okay, I so, agree, but and they played much better, and there were injuries look, that led to that. They have an amazing roster. My point is, like, going in with a horrible roster, it just showed it, and that was just a depleted offensive line. Russell Wilson was still a great offensive roster around that, and he couldn't do anything. Russell Wilson has never missed a game. He's never had a losing record. Like this is a guy that you know, if he were to come here, they would be good. Russell Wilson hasn't won a playoff game since 2014. Well, but if you, you give him, Eagles, if you give him Eagles Amari Cooper, if you give him C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, 
Oh, I agree. That's if he goes to Dallas, I agree with you 100%. But if he comes to the Eagles, we ain't going to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? But the, Well, look, I don't know if they'll go to the Super Bowl, but they would win the division. If Russell Wilson came here, that they would win the division. That's not saying much, though. The division's horrible. That's not saying much but, to win the division. Okay, I, but I, I've division. not once said all day that the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders. My point is this is a rebuild, and the good news is when you look at who they – the first step in rebuilding is winning the division and becoming the best team in the division. It's extremely doable, and I think they yeah. have the brightest future. Howie, Howie ain't out there scoring touchdowns, making sacks making picks. You got to have players making plays in this league. Yeah. You don't win with, with you don't win with a dork GM, a coach that thinks uh, a owner that thinks he's Jerry Jones and a yes man coach. But if they're you, you so bad, that's not if the they're but if, for winning. right, but if they're so bad and the other teams are Andy, so much call. better, why were they in it up until week 16 last year? Because it was the worst division of all time. Yes, but what do you think is going to happen? That division now, right? Like we're only talking about those teams. I think Washington's going to be better. I think Dallas is going to be better. I think. I think the Eagles I are going to be better. I think the Eagles are going to be worse. So you think they're going to win less than four games next yeah, year? Yeah, I think they're a three to five win okay. team. I don't know if things can break certain ways, but yeah, I think they're that bad. Let's go to Bethlehem and talk to our good buddy, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. What up, man? How you doing? I'm any better. I couldn't stand at ESP. How about yourself? <laughs> Loved it. Oh, great day today. Love it. Ordinarily, I'd say purveyors of fine spring water, but today... I think you guys are purveyors of oil and water. Mm, it's true. Yes. Because your button heads a little bit. And, and, well, this know, is a long time that's... coming. We have been debating <laughs> this for a few weeks. The Carson stuff, you know, ruined it a little. We had to put it off. but I, I don't have to call security or anything. Oh, no. oh, no. James could take me easily. You don't <laughs> need, I'm, not, I'm not getting into that. Yeah. All right. So before I get into it, um, I heard Jacory's call before, and I have come to the conclusion that there is something worse than never having dunked a basketball. And that's what I did, which is dunked a basketball exactly one time in my entire life. Mm. Well, it's still, I mean, you I'd know. I'd rather have one than none, yeah. Kenny. Let me tell well, you. How, how many once, though? I mean, what, what, what's the story? You're tall, here? too, Kenny. I'm, yeah, I could I'm, see that. Well, I'm six two and a half, but uh, unlike John Ritchie, who has integrity, I actually round up and say I'm six three. <laughs> and and, the, and the, the the curse of it is, I can come off my right foot, get my whole left hand over the rim, but I can't palm the ball with my left hand. Uh, I go. come off my left foot, I can't get over the rim with my right hand, but I can palm the ball with my right. Gotcha. Go, time, Kenny. I need Kenny. I need your Eagles points. We're up against it. Oh, okay, crap. Um, all right, so. This year coming in is a wild card. I think we all know it. This team could go 4-12. and 12. They could even go 12-4. and four. And the two wild cards that are biggest both start, start with an H, and that's health and hurts. Yep. And if we can have both of those, I think we're going to be closer to 12-4 and four than 4-12. Four oh, and Kenny. 12-4? Wow. and four? That's out of control. And we love you, Kenny. Great call. But where, right, look, where he's I, correct, though, is – If Jalen Hurts is, is, is amazing and he turns out to be, you know – whoever you want to say, like the next great young quarterback or whatever, and takes a leap that we're not expecting, they'll be better than yeah. we expect. For and I sure. think Jalen Hurts will play better next year than he did last year. He'll I have the full offseason. He has to be a top five quarterback in the NFL for them to be even touching double-digit wins. Yeah, I would agree, although the division, again, is not great. So but double-digit wins. Yeah, it would, be, it would be tough. I'd be very surprised if they won double digits. But I think there's just as good of a chance they win double digits as there is they lose double digits. Oh, I vehemently disagree. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. Rob Ellis after that. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. 
final segment for Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Rob Ellis, the legend, coming up after that, taking you forward. So don't go anywhere. Let's get as many calls in before we get out of here. It's Elliot. It's James, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Trey. Hey, Trey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, big uh, fan of the podcast. That's pretty oh, surreal man. talking to you guys right now. Oh, nice. This is awesome. James Thanks, actually man. said during the break, Trey seems like a pod guy. I was so. hoping you were. I was. Yeah. They, there wasn't anything on the board or anything like that, but I was like, Wisconsin, this could be a pod guy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We really appreciate I haven't, it. I haven't missed a podcast in like two years. Oh, guys. I love you guys. Oh, well, we love uh, you, Trey, honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, man. It means a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, uh, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, I tend to, you know, we're talking about Elliot. You know, this is Mr. Right we're talking about. Exactly. So, exactly. I ESP, mean, the I, mean, I, I kind of got to have to side with Elliot a little bit here. I mean, the whole Jalen Rager thing, that pick was a little too cute, a little too galaxy brain for me. But so I kind of in, in James' defense. But, you know, of course anybody can win this division. This division is trash. So, mm-hmm. like, what you have to really look about, look at and analyze is the coaching. And, you know, Mike McCarthy in his second year, I think, you know, coaches tend to do better in the second year. Ron Rivera and, you know, Joe Judge is creating a culture. You look at Sirianni and obviously, you know, we all have, you know, our doubts about him. I I just wonder, like, and here's my question, you know, do you think how he goes to bed at night thinking, damn, did I just get rid of my Super Bowl winning coach? for a 27-year-old brat who ended up leaving anyways, just to, you know, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, well, so I think Howie goes to bed thinking, if he does think about Doug, it's why did Jeffrey fire Doug? I think Jeffrey Lurie had a lot more to do with firing Doug than Howie did. I think this was not even as much about Carson. I think it was about the staff. They didn't trust Doug to rebuild the offense. I'm not sure they ever really thought Doug was a great coach. Winning the Super Bowl in 2017 obviously changed things, but even after 2016, you heard maybe they were at least considering moving on from him. So I, I don't think they regret firing Doug, but it's it's definitely an interesting question if if like they knew Carson was 100% out. And I'd imagine they had an idea, but I, I do wonder if they knew Carson was out, do they keep Doug? It's a, it's a great hypothetical. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of variables to consider. Um, you know, uh, before I head out, I just, you know, it's not like I wish anything bad on Carson or anything like that, but there are so many people that are high on Carson still and almost want him to succeed just despite the Eagles. Yeah. I'm actually like very high on Jalen Hurts. I actually am very optimistic about Jalen Hurts. I want him to succeed. Uh, you know, if you're a real Eagles fan, I'm just going to say this. If you're a real Eagles fan, you know, you want Carson Wentz to play 75% of his snaps and go on 0-16. Absolutely. Yeah, buddy, Trey. I couldn't agree with you more. Especially because that's a better pick, too. You should be rooting should be rooting for Carson to play, but rooting against the Colts. That's what you should be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Trey, uh, thank you, man. Great to talk to you. Seriously, thanks yeah. for calling again, man. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm with him, and I've said this many times and all that, and as someone who used to be a Carson defender, a fan, we used to fight, like, yeah. I, after the way this all played out, like, I don't have anything against Carson personally. I don't think he's a bad human or anything like that. But, like, I'm definitely not rooting for this guy. Like, I'm not, after he forces his way out of my town and, and puts my team, the team I love, the team I care about, in a bad position on the way out. Like, I'm not going to be psyched for this guy. I'm not going to be like, oh, Carson. Like, no way. The interesting thing about next year with Carson is I think we'll know almost right away how it plays out. Like, the first two weeks, we'll see him in Indianapolis, and it'll either be like, ooh, this looks like 2017. <laughs> or it'll be like, yep, this is exactly what he's been the last few years. Yeah. You know, so it'll be a uh, very interesting to I watch. I think you're to probably right least. about that. Let's go to Westchester and talk to my buddy Enzo. Hey, Enzo. 
Yo, Seltzer, what's going on, brother? Sorry, oh, apologize, guys. I'm a little bit out of breath. I'm at the gym. Oh, oh no oh, worries. Good. I like that. Look good at that. You, yeah. yeah, multitasking. Should be outside though, guys. Look at this stuff. I know. I know. We're about to be, my friend. We're about <laughs> to be. What's on your mind, Enzo? What's on my mind the most right now is why we're talking about the bright spots of Howie Roseman's draft picks. Well, I think we're talking about the bright spot of the franchise, which is, look, things are ugly. I agree. They don't look great. But I personally think there's reason to be optimistic. I, I can't I can't go into the next nine months just saying, well, Howie's a GM, so they're going to be trash. I, I just it's not how I feel. I look and I say, this team's never stayed down for long. Howie has rebuilt a team before. I mean, I, those are just realities that I think the Eagles fans can definitely hang their hat on to to be optimistic and not just, you know, be dreading this next year. As Eagles fans, we're optimistic because we want to win, right? Yeah, well, by, by look, by September, everyone will be thinking they're going to go 13-3. and three. So, you know, but, but I just Not think me. overall, they have uh, <laughs> made that mistake before. Overall, I just I don't think it's as, as bleak as people think. I just don't. Uh, look, I'm just saying, Howie Roseman is what it is, but other guys are picking, hopefully Howie's listening to other guys, like Sauce are saying, we gotta, he's got to listen to those other people and just let them pick. Like, yep. we yeah. need to move on mentally. We need to get off of Howie's back, too. So to speak, because it's not going anywhere. Well, it's, yeah, it's that, and, so, and that's a great. And thanks for calling, buddy. It, that's a uh, look. I I'm not going to get off how he's back. I'm not going to stop criticizing. I'm not going to stop saying that I don't think he should be the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles anymore. But as I was saying before, with the like, it's not even worth making a draft pick because mm-hmm. how he's making an argument and all that. It's like that is not productive in the sense that like he's here. Right. It is what it is. I want him gone as much as anybody. He's here. So well, like and he's it the best is... general manager in the division. So <laughs> you're you're you able to... to go and ruin it, don't you? I'm trying to make a point, mm. and you just ruin it. Let's go to Grad Hospital and talk to Nate. Hey, Nate. Hey guys, happy Saturday. You too, man. Thanks for calling. It's a yeah, it's a beautiful one today. Um, yeah. Okay. So listen, I really want to be on Elliot's side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I moved to Philly like at least seventy five percent for the birds. So obviously, wow. I want them to be That's good. That's awesome. Um, um, but. You know, I look at this division, and I'm not really scared of anyone short of Russell Wilson coming here, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming to the division. But I, I see the, the difference between first and last in this division a few games, maybe two, three. We could do We could have an eight and eight, a seven and nine again, or a, a nine and seven. Um, so, you know, it, the margin of error is, like, very small there. But one thing I just want to say is I think if we draft a quarterback, we are going to be horrible. I kind of agree. I think that because I think people underestimate how much the Carson Wentz situation affected the team this year, Mm -hmm. and we'd just be signing up for that same thing again. Like, let's give a guy a chance. Nate, especially when, like, all these receivers are, like, traveling to go work out with Jalen Hurts, and, like, people are, like, on, you know, social media and talk about, that's my quarterback and all that stuff. Like, you're just, you're you're setting up a whole new thing again. again. Exactly. Where the locker room is like, we love Jalen Hurts, we want to play for this guy, but, oh, there's new guy. Well, I I think there's a, I think that there's a very good chance that if they draft a quarterback at six, they trade Jalen. But I just also think there's something to be said for, like, not sending the message to the team, like, this is the guy we have chosen. Like, they, I think the locker room would think Jalen, like, earned the job, right? Like, last year he came and he played well. And so I, I would, I am not locked into this, but I, I am leaning, like, just go with Jalen for a year. Yeah, listen, people like Jalen. We've heard players, coaches, people like Jalen. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's give it a chance, get, it, get him a weapon. Um, but just one last thing I want to say that no one's going to like, go Jazz this Wednesday. Go, <laughs> go, go Birds, but go Jazz this Wednesday. Ah, uh, I got you. Nate, a pleasure, my friend. A Utah Jazz fan. Jazz are good this year. The Jazz are 
great this yeah. year. And they're, they're it, look, I don't know if it'll it'll translate to the playoffs or not, but they are a legitimately great regular season team right now. Well, the thing with them too, as I found out on a Parks Casino bet a few weeks ago, is they can go from very cold to very hot. They have a gear, yeah. like a fourth quarter gear, where all of a sudden they're down like five points and they yep. win by fifteen. You're like, whoa, what just happened? They're well put together. They've also played together for a few years. Mitchell, they just don't have a number. Mitchell's one. taking That's a step. That's my thing. Well, Mitchell's like close, close. He's not yet, but he's he's growing, right? You know, so, but he's not like a top fifteen type player. No, 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 no. But they're good, man. They're good. Uh. Thank you to every single person who called in. If we didn't get to you, I'm so sorry. Uh, stay. Rob Ells will definitely be talking birds, I am sure, uh, along with other things. And, uh, again, we couldn't do it without the calls, without you interacting with us. So we genuinely greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out our podcast. Echo Birds Spot on Twitter, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Check out the album of the band that did yeah. our song. Yeah, we'll put it in the uh, on Twitter. We'll, we'll put, put the it, info. Yeah, and we'll put it in the, the pod notes for this episode as well. So, again, thank you to everyone. Stay tuned. The great Rob Ellis is coming up next for Elliot. I'm James. And let me remind you one more time that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with our home team and have home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money. Safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on anything and everything. Elliot and I have been having a blast betting on basketball, doing some multiple team parlays, betting on individual player performances, live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. And, of course, you can bet on anything and everything, pro hoops, college hoops, hockey, soccer, football futures, baseball futures, and it just makes the games more fun. It's so much fun to have some investment in a game that you otherwise probably wouldn't care that much about. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Five hundred dollars download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash pa and use our promo code gobirds that's g-o-b-i-r-d-s to get your risk-free bet of up to five hundred dollars again that's p-a-r-x casino.com slash pa the website has all the details your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss is a free bet